You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System. You're listening to 40 Something Podcast with Valley in the Vig. Now, here are your hosts, Silicon Steve, Valley, and the Vig. 40 Something Podcast, and we're going to be talking about weed today, Vig. Yeah, I remember that. Did you check out? Did you check out this Biden thing? Now, has this been confirmed? Because it's all reports. Well, the thing is with the New York Post is that it's not just New York Post. Go ahead. They're kind of a tabloid in general, and although they 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 get a hold of a story and then they work an angle, and it's not. It's like so usually like like. 60% 60% of it is true or like 60% of it's true. And then the other 40% is like a part that they didn't tell you. And I think with the part that they didn't tell you here is that those people were applying for, were in positions that you needed a top secret security clearance. So since they had already admitted to that, they basically, oh, they basically canceled out their position because it would. So they, the thing is, it's not it's not the, the Biden administration was definitely tricky. They basically said, OK, could you, you know, tell us, have you ever smoked marijuana? This doesn't actually expel you from a position here. We, you know, we just and then they people said, OK, well, yeah, I did. And then they're like, OK, well, so now we went we, we're in further in the process here. And it, it turns out that your position needs a top secret security clearance. And actually, in order to get a top secret security security clearance, you I should I, you can't have ever smoked marijuana, right? You can't have ever done drugs, really. And you just admitted to that. So we're going to have to fire you. That's insane to me. Which it's still, it's still, it's still dirty old Joe there. That's kind of shady, you know. But I think that's what happened there because they mentioned at the end of the post article, they mentioned that they said, you know, smoking marijuana or having evidence that you smoked marijuana, it would actually. Um, omit you from having being able to get a top secret security clearance and it was like okay well that's what happened there <laughs> and honestly I have a little bit of <laughs> I have a little bit of experience with it myself so oh, what happened um, with you well I once had uh, one of my homies from college was in the army and he was getting his security clearance renewed and they actually came over to my apartment and met with me and had coffee and asked me all these very serious questions about things that I had to answer truthfully. Like what kind of questions? Well, you know, I'm not sure I want to, I don't know if I, if I feel comfortable coming out, you know, those kind of, you don't have to answer them. You don't know me, right? You know me very well. Yes. What do you think I was doing in college? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. You were probably I was asked those questions. Finding yourself. Anyway. So let's just cut to the chase here and say that my homie got his security clearance renewed and he's actually, he's now retired from the army, but he was actually a huge contributor to them. So it's not like this was like some kind of foul ball. He was a foul ball when he entered the army. (laughs) He's now a counseling psychologist with a master's degree from Wake Forest and a bachelor's degree from Southern New Hampshire University. Ah, my future alma mater. I am excited. I'll tell you what. So, well, I I just think if we're going to be fair here and we killed Trump the last two weeks, he was in fucking office when we had a podcast. 
I have been, and our show in general has been monster advocates of marijuana law reform, correct? Would you say you're an advocate for that? Yes. You know, we have, and me being a, a legal Pennsylvania citizen, I have personally, and I think as a show we've decided, we've, and I think you said it was cool a couple weeks ago, we have endorsed John Fetterman for United States Senate in Pennsylvania. So this is something that really annoys me. And again, it's more what it is, is it's establishment Democrats trying to, you know, you know, Joe's old school, like you said, same old Joe. He's never been for marijuana legislation ever, really. It's definitely a sneaky Joe on that one, though. But just the way he kind of set his workers up. Yeah, it's fucked up. It really is. Uh, now, did they do that? Now, the thing is, did they do that intentionally. That's the question you have to ask yourself. Now, I don't know. The if article was- kind of seemed like they did. They kind of put that question out first. Well, yeah. Well, the New York, well, the New York Post, as you said, is definitely not the most, you know, reliable source. But this has been also talked about, you know, and you, you know, Bloomberg has talked about it. Um, you have complex, you know, but no substantial news item except for Fox. If you count that. And CNN. So this is not just anything. This is a big deal, actually. So I'm wrong. Well, no. So you have a situation where if you're a person like me who has never been for establishment Democrats in my entire life and felt betrayed when Obama became one as a president. So there's that. And I knew what I was getting with Joe Biden. So this isn't surprising to me. And he deserves to get killed. The country has changed. And the fact that you have a vice president who made a career locking a lot of people up who did actually have crimes involving marijuana and then celebrating it, like Tulsi Gabbard pointed out during that debate, it really tells you that the progressive Democrats, they got Biden, they helped get Biden elected to a big part because they sat out last time. A lot of progressive Democrats are not going silently into this good night, and the progressive agendas are going to continue to get pushed, and marijuana is coming. It's going to be legal. You might as well just accept it, but there might be some friends in the pharmaceutical industry and the, and the alcohol industry and even the healthcare industry might not really want to see you smoking too much marijuana because that takes money out of their pockets. And they obviously yeah. all have their their dirty little fingers backing these people up. We're probably it's probably the start of a slightly more progressive democratic establishment. And I'll tell you what, in these states, I'm telling you, John Fetterman is as progressive as the day is long. And this guy has balls. He's going to be one of the most, if he wins this election, and I think he will, Toomey is not running. We talked about it. Pat Toomey, who now is a sitting president or sitting senator in Pennsylvania, is giving up his seat. So it's going to be up for grabs. And Fetterman, who's a lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania right now, is going to be running. And he's just one of the many. Bernie Sanders was one guy for many many years now there's a lot of bernie sanders is running around and they and together they're gonna have a lot of power well you know i think i think there was one drawback with bernie sanders is that he was he was quite he's he was old he's an old guy okay so now you're getting that same type of thinking but you're getting it brought in through a lot younger younger blood and you know i'm not trying to like put anybody down or anything but you know i think it's starting to gain traction more through that, through that younger version of it. And then, you know, part of that or a big part of that got 
Biden elected too. So they're going to have to start honoring some of these agendas as part of that. Oh, absolutely. But I see what you're saying because marijuana, he's actually just, he just set up half his staff. So, any, so a lot of the more progressive staff there might have gotten caught, caught up in that. That's now, little... in, yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you this Is there, is the argument that these are top secret jobs? I mean, I can understand not, not promoting somebody or maybe even giving somebody less clearance. And maybe that gives them a less money. But to fire people, I think is really fucked. That is probably positions that required a top security clearance. So they probably came out and asked that question and then said, okay, well, actually, your position needs a security clearance. I mean, it sucks. Who knows? Trump might have done that too. So Obama might have done that too. What I'm saying is, if you do, because CNN is reporting this too, and they're not reporting this as reports. They're saying the lead on the story is, and this is from CNN today, just about an hour and a half ago, several White House staffers were asked to resign, were suspended, or are working remotely after revealing past marijuana use during their background checks. Sources familiar with the situation tell CNN. So CNN is reporting this too. They're usually pro-establishment Democrat and I mean, you can't get other other than maybe Hillary Clinton. You can't get a more establishment Democrat than Joe Biden at this point in time. Let's be honest. Maybe Nancy Pelosi. Um, so this is not just New York Post. So I, I hear what you're saying, but this is this is legit. And okay. so we have to look at it like it's legit. And Joe Biden, I think it's a little fucked up asking people to resign and costing them their careers on background checks is absolutely a joke. And that, it really is. And I'm and it's and it's so. Sh- not forethinking and certainly not akin to how this country feels. And I think it's bullshit. And Biden needs to be fucking killed on this. He's going to do what establishment Democrats are always going to do. And you know what? I'm going to bitch about him and I'm going to kill him like I did Trump or I'd be a hypocrite. And I'm not a hypocrite. At least not when it comes to this. I, I think we're, we're definitely both in agreement that it was, it was a pretty fucked up move on his part to do that. Yeah, and, but, and you're going to have people like me, John Fetterman, and a lot of progressives, you. You know, you're not as progressive as maybe me, myself, or, or Fetterman, AOC, all them. And there's a lot of them. There's, a hundred, there's, there's dozens and dozens and dozens of them in the, in the United States Congress. You know, and they, when their voice is heard, really resonate with the people a lot more. But if they get labeled as communist, people won't even listen to what they're saying. Bernie Sanders is a communist. No, he's a democratic socialist. Socialism, communism, same thing. It's just lack of awareness again. It's a similar theme in this country, you know. So, so you feel that people that were that, that would be in the Biden administration working there, you think that they should be able to admit that they came out and smoked marijuana and then still work for the administration and potentially obtain top secret security clearances and help run the federal government, um, knowing that they did or did not inhale or, you know, habitually smoke marijuana. (laughs) Any number of things. I mean, let's face it. When you smoke marijuana, it's not just a one and done thing. When mom says this, that's what she did. But... And I believe her, actually, but I don't really think the general population out there, I think, okay, maybe, maybe right. So you smoke marijuana, I didn't really like it. So that's it. I didn't smoke it anymore. Or I didn't do, I don't do it anymore, you know? Yeah. Let's face it. A lot of people just, it's a thing. It's a thing now. 
Yeah, I mean, you're looking at probably in the high 70s, I think, was the last number of people who've tried marijuana that are living. So this is my point. No, I don't think that if because you have either smoked marijuana or experimented with marijuana, that should have any bearing on if you can do your job. Because, And I'll tell you one great example. History will tell us. Most of our forefathers were stoned off their asses when they were writing half of these bills. You think Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence when he wasn't straight? No, 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 no. Thomas Jefferson is known to be a monster stoner. Thomas fucking Jefferson. So they can put all that to the side. I. It is because marijuana is still in many in too many realms in this government. Marijuana is still demonized like it's heroin or it's methamphetamine or it's cocaine. It's a plant that helps people, scientifically proven. Even establishment jackoffs like Dr. Gupta Sanji, who was against medical marijuana and against weed for years, he finally had to be like, all right, well, they're going to finally realize I'm a shill if I don't admit that what all my colleagues are admitting. The winds of change are coming. The toothpaste is out of the tube. And I just can't wait for that thought process to be gone. And it's going to be. I'm telling you, we get 30 more years, all this cloudy shit's going to go away, man. When the children of a lot of the Trump fans realize how ridiculous their parents were, and when they realize how ridiculous it was to ever have marijuana, have prohibition on, on this plant, opposed to countless other drugs that are available over the counter. Well, it remains to be seen because I really feel that they so the house already passed a marijuana bill to legalize it. It passed, but it didn't even see the light of day in the Senate, which was then also controlled by the Republicans. But I feel that there's going to be there's going to be a pro marijuana legalization bill that's going to come up. Probably, I'd say within the next year or two for national legalization of marijuana. Why are Republicans so against the use of marijuana? I really want to ask this. Not all Republicans. I'm talking about the ones that are blocking it. Because guess what? Republicans are the ones that are blocking this. Democrats are not blocking this legislation, folks. It's Republicans. If you're a Republican or a supporter Republican, ask them that question. Just ask them. It's a big deal to a lot of people. And so that's a thing. Um, But we have three guests lined up over the next five days. So we have a very packed show. Folks, uh, we're so to start it out here, we're going to have Kyle Capone Wilson, who is is a uh, pro black activist, not with Black Lives Matter, but he's also a former podcaster. He's going to be on and he's going to be talking with us about race relations. And his perspective is much different than what you will hear from a lot of people in the mainstream. And he's a very pro-black, black man. Is that, that, That's all I could say about it. But he's as real as the day is long. And he's going to have a lot of interesting things to say. And I can, honestly cannot wait for this episode because we're going to get real. And we're going to ask white guy questions too that we're oh, that a lot of people are afraid to ask the black guy. And we're, and you know what? I'm going to challenge him on things. I don't know about you, Vig, but if there's some stuff like saying the N word, which he uses a lot, I'm going to challenge him to see if that's something that he should do. Now, it's going to be hard being a white man telling a black man not to say it, but we're going to we're going to see how it goes. 
Okay, so we got an interesting one coming up. So if you're listening to this one, stay tuned. 47's podcast coming up would be tomorrow. Absolutely. March 20th episode. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into it. I, I honestly, I have a few questions too. I'm not going to, ch- I don't know if I'm going to challenge him, but I think he's going to, we're going to be in agreement that Black Lives Matter does seem to kind of skirt around or glaze over the high black on black crime rate in, in U.S. cities, you know, starting from the pandemic on. It was actually bad before the pandemic, the pandemic just made it worse. Yeah. And it just actually happens to be in mostly Democratic-run mayoral cities, such as Philadelphia, New York, Chicago, Portland, Denver, Austin. So, yeah, it'd be uh, be kind of cool to see see his reaction on that. I, I kind of think we'll be in agreement. And I, I don't know. I I just feel like. That should be addressed more, but me as a white person shouldn't be bringing it up. I feel like that, that, that I just, I end up just not being like on board and like yeah. part of the, you know. Well, you're afraid and that's, I, we're going to talk about that kind of stuff too. Are we racist if we say something or we feel something and he's, and I think he's a really good guy to ask because he's going to tell you straight up and he does agree with you. I tell you what, he does agree with you, but black lives matter. However, his language is going to be a little bit more direct and probably a little bit more offensive, which is beautiful. And it's one of the reasons he's not sure. on the show. <laughs> yeah, I think we, I like to try to get more into that, those paths, right? That we keep bringing up the two paths. And yeah, the he's, fear a great, he's a great dude. He actually is a rapper as well. Nice. And uh, I've, I, he's actually an old friend of mine as well. We used to roll together. Uh, I would say, shoot, must have been 24, 25 years ago. And actually hanging out with him and this other, and another gentleman, me and another gentleman, actually, it was me and these two other black kids. And I was a senior in high school and it was really an eye opener for me because these people became my friends. I learned about how they are with each other. I learned about the shit that happens. I saw racism firsthand in my hometown. So it was a real eye opener for me and major change for me going forward in college. So I'm excited to kind of catch up with them a little bit too, but we'll keep it, you know, res, you know, obviously to what we're talking about. And then, uh, and then on Monday we have photographer and I believe she's a life coach if I, or she's an, a life coach advocate at the very least. She is running a couple different businesses. She is selling her art, her photography, and she has a quite an amazing story, losing both her parents within a year and on the verge of suicide and then really empowering herself to having the life that many of us only dream have. That's going to be interesting, too. So that's set up for Monday. And with both of us, and you particularly, since she just did it, losing our parents, it'll be probably one definitely a conversation of healing. So it's going to be good if you're one of those people. Sure. So that would be the March 22nd episode here on the 47th podcast. Yeah. And then we got one more. Um, old friend of mine did a lot of good. Her brother passed for, to COVID. Um about a year ago, I think it's about eight, 10 months ago. And 
she decided to help other people heal and help herself heal. And they created a, a COVID-19 memorial in Belmar, New Jersey. And she's going to come on and talk about the process and her journey on how to do it. It's actually going to be a great episode as we're working our way through this. And um, we see the light at the end of the tunnel. So we can use it as a, a reflection episode. Uh, what people, what has, what has happened to people and what, what what we're doing to reflect on that yeah and uh i'll tell you what from a personal perspective i know her for a long time as well not quite as long as kyle but she is a person who feels very deeply especially for her family so it, it we're gonna it's gonna be a lot of interesting situations a little different flavor too we got the yeah, different it demographic than we're used to i know it's just two two Caucasian guys chewing the fat. Oh man! I was gonna I, ask you where, so where where are you getting these guests? Where are they? Are they? Are, they, are people sending? It? You know, because you could always drop us a line here at Forty Seven Podcast ValleyVig08 at gmail dot com and uh, let us know if you got a story. Yeah. So what, is, that, is that what's happening? Are they emailing us uh, at our Gmail well, no, and saying, you know "Hey." I'll tell you what, I, I, I think, and you can speak to this as well. I think it, we have been fortunate to have met a lot of wonderful people and some are famous, sure. some aren't. And I think it doesn't matter how famous someone is or how many likes it is. If they have a really good story to tell. And these are three people that I think would be, have a really entertaining show. And again, bringing us to trying to elevate our consciousness conversations with other bands we'll have some more bands on too, some more music so things are really looking up and we are actually working on a special promotional video that vig and i are going to be working on and recording over the next couple days so everything's looking real good for 40 something podcast don't forget some kind of jam 15 schuylkillhaven fairgrounds april 29th through may 2nd 24 plus bands two stages the whole nine kicking the pandemic blues directly in the ball sack. Oh, Vig, before we get out of here, I actually wanted to talk. I've been reading this book. It's called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. I'll give him a free plug. Interesting things in it, man. It totally goes into your financial blueprint, where you get it from, why, X, and uh, it's interesting. And I always wonder, I was like, how come my brother's so much different with money than me? Well, because my parents were older and they had their financially had their shit together a little more when my brother was growing up supposed to be, you know what I mean? So that's I think yeah, well, part of it. Sure. This is a good, this is a real good time to be reading a book like that because we're at a time period where we'll never see anymore and where there's stimulus and tons of opportunity to there's my, yeah. better yourself financially for sure. Yeah, um, the money's out there to be made, man. And I'm, I'm done thinking about paycheck to paycheck. I'm trying to build some wealth. So, and what's cool about stocks are what I like about them. And I was telling Dana this, it's like, you get the same high when you buy one, you get the same high as you get when you're, you know, you're buying like a fucking hat. Like, Ooh, I got a new Bitcoin. Hat. I got a new Bitcoin. Look at me. Yeah. It's a dopamine. Ooh, Corvana, you, you get the same high. It's like, ooh, Corvana, but you're investing money opposed. Because yeah. it's not like you're buying money, you're investing it. You know, you, you might lose some, but typically if you even if you if you do the long game particularly, you're gonna make money in the long run. Anybody, you know, I've always kept this monster a little bit. If you're going to short, make sure you cover. But anybody that's long has never been disappointed.
and that's all any of my trading has all been that explain it's when, it it's, it's when people it. try to short things they get greedy and they oh, try yeah. to like say well I'll just you know try to like scoop that and then come back in swoop in and buy it on the on the yeah. dip and it's like you really gotta know what you're doing no the quick i know i i was trying to do that like a year and a half ago and blew up my face so um yeah and now I'm just paying attention. I'm trying to find the next Netflix, the next Amazon, the next, you know what I mean? I'm trying to find a little guy, you know, low risk, high reward, you know? And if I have like five or six of those like there, if one of them hits, I'm gold. Like if Dogecoin ever goes crazy again, I'm fucking going to be set. I got 3,000. Sounds like that's starting to set up to be actually something legitimate now. It went from a joke to something that's actually going to be used for a payment. Seems like that's oh, where Dogecoin it's going now. Really? I didn't know yeah, that. Well, it's only like around six cents. It's like between five and six cents for the last. Well, Mark, so Mark Cuban came out and said they would be accepting it for payment for any Dallas Mavericks related uh, sale tickets, merchandise. You know he invested the and fuck it, out of that, dude. That's why. Oh yeah, he's. And the thing is, people were asking him like years ago, like, "What do you think of Bitcoin?" Nah. What do you think of nah? And then all of a sudden, he's like. I own this much of this. And then it's like, all of a sudden he's like, I think this is the future. Like they never show their hand. And that's actually amazing. That's why they're the sharks, you know? I get the vibe from him. He's like one of the less intelligent million billionaires out there. (laughs) Well, so, you know, he was broadcast.com. And then that, you know, so with all the very early internet streaming for broadcast, for radio stations, that was his deal. He started that. And then he sold it to Yahoo and then Yahoo ruined it. And then <laughs> he went into That's like the fantasy NBA. football. It's like so like all oh, these guys they get started on it. like so Elon Musk, one of his first things was he PayPal. That was his first puppy. Yeah. And then he sold that and then he's moved on to all these other things. But you know, and then he also came up with a video game in 1970. He wrote a he wrote a video game program. As like a nine-year-old. So these guys like feeling good. I just it's just fun. You get some more money. Like, ooh, let me get some more stocks. Ooh. It used to be like, let me get more concerts. Yeah, yeah. Back to that though. Yeah. Yeah. Just back to the uh... (laughs) and so I hope Dogecoin goes nuts, man. That would be great. If if it goes up to how how high did it go up to one time? It's one of those coins where it's six cents right now. So if you want to pile into it and then in three years, it's a dollar fifty. I mean, holy shit. How much did you get at that time when it was six cents? That's the thing, because people were doing that with Bitcoin back in 2011, 2000 or, you know, back when it was first launched. Then, that, then you're called the whale when you have that much, when you have that big of a bag. I have a pretty big bag of Dogecoin. I have a you, should be, you should be a Dogecoin whale pretty soon. I, I'm. I don't know. Not, or, I don't know. Are you a Dogecoin whale? I'm not. Dogecoin whale. A big, fat, disgusting, overeating whale. <laughs> <laughs>